You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of March 11, 2018, episode 71. From the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I ask a rhetorical yet impactful question why is this still a thing? Plus, now that the cold weather and flu season is subsiding, where does one go to rejuvenate? We're talking self-care options around Whatcom County. And we'll throw in a couple hacks to brighten your weekend. All that and more. You're listening to the number one podcast in the world, according to AJ Barce's mom. This is a Bellingham podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chris, thank you for announcing that. Hi, AJ Barce's mom. Uh, yes. So I don't even know where to go with that. Chris, how are you doing? I am, I am in a much better mood than the past, oh, I don't know, 10 episodes, thanks to the weather of Hoth that we had around here. Yeah, I know. I put my Tauntaun away and, uh, yeah, there's a nice glowing orb out in the sky, even though it's still 40 degrees outside. I'll take the glowing orb if it's 15 degrees. That, that bright light always matters to me. But anyway, a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Tongues firmly planted in cheek. Yes. Let's go for it. So this episode is the simple question, why is this still a thing? Exactly. And uh, Chris and I have been when talking about this actually for about, what, a week or two. We've been really rolling on this idea of like certain topics where it's not just about tech or EDC or it's just uh, our show, the Bellingham Podcast, is technically a society and culture show. It's how we're listed in the podcasting feeds. So... With society and culture in mind, Chris, why is The Bachelor still a thing? I've often asked myself this <laughs> many times uh, in, in watching some of these episodes with my teenage daughter. Um, why is this show still popular, which is uh, a horrible explanation of or a horrible display of relationships and uh, in efforts to win a contest, which ultimately ends up in a lifelong commitment to each other, having only had one to four dates with this person, you're supposed to be able to uh, decide whom you're going to spend the rest of your life with. To which also, when you pointed this out to me, I did not realize this was still a thing. I didn't know the show was still going. Yes, AJ, this is still a thing, especially in the teenage uh, demographic and maybe 20-something demographic. No idea. I thought that it went the way, is, is Survivor still, is, like, is reality TV still a thing? Yes. Uh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> AJ, uh, why are vehicles as they are now still a thing? I, this is something that I... That, so I'm looking at getting a new vehicle here in the next couple of months. And as I am looking, I ask myself, self, why is it that I have to look and evaluate vehicles based off of miles per gallon? And then as the miles per gallon are in theory, better, the price is through the roof. And on top of that, like the turnaround value of these vehicles, the, 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 the hybrids and all this, theoretically, by the time I go to sell this, it's going to depreciate faster than a gas guzzler. So my, my whole point to this whole, my, my, my conjecture of vehicles as they are now, I'm not saying that everything needs to be a hybrid. I'm looking for the Mr. Fusion of vehicles. Like we have all of these hodgepodge ideas when it comes to vehicles right now. We've got driverless vehicles. We have autonomous driving. We have ludicrous mode, courtesy of Elon Musk. It's a, it's a hodgepodge of ideas that are not well executed and there are hefty price tags on it. Vehicles 
where are the where are the days of where literally in driver's ed we were talking about this off the mic earlier part of driver's ed was you had to understand the mechanics of a vehicle you ask a teenager how do brakes work in a vehicle and watch their face go huh well they'll probably answer you push the uh, lever on the left with your right foot and it'll stop the car. Right. Presuming, okay, I will boil it down even further. How I would like to know what the percentage of people in the United States who know and can drive effectively a stick shift go. That would be a low percentage. I, exactly. Like the, the concept, well, this is something that I, I, I really, really have a hard time with is we are trying to progress vehicle technology to the point of luxury and comfort and dumbing down the driver see my previous rants about as i as full disclosure i'm a motorcyclist whereas we should be teaching people either a to be a sharper driver not enabling them to do literally less behind the wheel or we need to have our vehicles smart enough to take us over and be our Cylon overlords. Like, we, we should not be playing the fence that we are right now. I thought we already had Cylon. Well, wait. No, no, no. We no, don't no, wanna, no, we no, don't no, no, no. All right. I, so uh, why is a $1,000 phone with a notch that only comes with five gigabytes of free cloud storage data still a thing? I don't know, Chris. Why is it still a thing? Because... I don't know why. This is the rhetorical question of the, of the a bit. Um, I don't know why phones that uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Apple camp right now. Sure. Uh, you, br- you provide a phone that takes an average of seven to eight megabytes per photo. And let's not talk about the 4K video. Or the 2.x gigabytes for the operating system now that we're in uh, double digits of the, of the operating system. To only have five gigabytes of free backup storage in which you're going to be charging for elevated storage, two bucks a month, uh, a buck a month, et cetera, et cetera. Why are you not uh, at least using some of those coffers of wealth? <laughs> <laughs> to be able to say, you know what, you're just dropped a grand on your phone. We're going to give you a grand or 1,000 gigabytes of storage space. Yeah. You dropped $600 on a uh, phone. We're going to give you 600 gigabytes of space for your backups, for your photos, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. One-to-one sounds pretty cool. What do you think, Tim? So uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering why this is still a thing. That would be cool. And Tim, if you do listen to our show on your very own iTunes podcast, uh, also bear in mind that in the Bellingham area, you might listen to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city by the Sailor Sea. And don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes as well. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> that would be cool if the CEO of Apple gave us a review. That like would be one star. Go ahead. Give me a one star. It's like Chris doesn't that know would, what he's talking about. That, There's so much more that he's that, unaware of. That would be the best one star we've ever earned. That would get us the cover of our of that episode if we saw that. Anyway, moving anyway, on. moving on. Uh, so in my camp, along the same lines of, of vehicles, here's something that also is is kind of I asked myself, why is this still a thing? So during our windstorms during the winter, I had one of our appliances pop. We've had this appliance for about a year and a half. So it's just out of warranty. And so I look for somebody who can repair it or fix it or at least diagnose it, which is getting harder and harder. Like having these type of tradespeople who are skilled in appliance repair or that type of field 
is getting a lot more limited, I found, even here in Bellingham. Like, we have a handful of, of them here, but if you have a specialized piece of equipment, you have to source out of Seattle, and you don't want to know what those call-out fees are. But that's not the, why is that a still a thing? That's not the bit that I'm going for. Here's the thing. The original quote that I got to repair this one-and-a-half-year-old appliance that I spent about a grand and a half on Get ready for it. The original quote was for the same price to for me to replace that unit. That's a great markup. Yeah. So then, of course, as a, as a technologist, I had to ask the, my, the, the question of why is that repair so expensive? So I had to do some digging and come to find out they had specced the wrong parts for the repair. Oh. So I contacted the manufacturer and, and found out that and had that bit of equipment. Regardless, it's going to cost in excess of $600 Okay, but roughly a little over a third of the price. 40, 40%. Yeah, 40%. To which my own wife had to ask, well, if we're going to spend $600, could we get not the same unit, but a comparable unit for that price? And there is by a different manufacturer, that very same unit for $100 more, I can get a brand new unit. So why is it repairs? How is it that we can, in, in, in 2018, we can have repair costs comparable to buying a new unit or darn near close to a whole new unit? That's really pushing the envelope of disposable technology when you're going into the realm of disposable appliances. appliances. Yeah. Like that, I mean, I think back to like the 50s and 60s uh-huh. where appliances were, you would, you like, you bought a house, you bought appliances, and those appliances basically had one of two things. One, live the life of the person in the house or live the life of the house. And so along those same lines, I, I, I found a, a documentary that I watched, which is actually really, it's a, it's, a, it's a fast watch. I think you find it on either Amazon Prime or Netflix. I can't remember which one. But there is a, a documentary called Consumed. And yes, there's a lot of documentaries that have used the term consumed, but check the show notes for a link to the actual uh, the actual documentary that I'm speaking of. What's interesting about it is they talk about the mentality of the human race in contemporary, the, the, the last oh, 2018 years of, of, of society and culture that is uh, the world, not just America, not just your, just the world. And they put it in terms of anthropological and evolutionary psychology, not biology, folks. I'm not talking about evolutionary biology. I'm talking about the evolution of our psychology. One of the things that they brought up that really resonated with me was the fact that we have, through the, the brands and marketing, we have gotten bushwhacked mentally in the, in this construct that we should just, re, we should just invest in replacing our stuff every so often. And you're probably asking yourself, well, what does that mean, AJ? How many of you who are listening who replace your phone every four, two or four years because of your contract? Why that phone did you just find two years ago? Why do you feel like you have to upgrade? There is this march, this upgrade path. This is vernacular that we use in technology all the darn time. And yet now as a society, we have adopted that and we don't know anything outside. A lot of us don't know anything beyond that. Repairing things, having things for a lifetime. We had this term called heirlooms. In today's day and age, Chris, do you see youths looking for an heirloom? Not yet. Where is that heirloom technology? We have lost that concept. And, and yes, I, I, am le- I am looking at your wrist and my wrist. And yes, we have a piece of technology that has stood the test of time. Haha. That is kind of a, a relic of the past that kind of reminds me whenever I buy something, how long am I going to keep it? Yep. 
And how long is it going to last? Because that's the other thing is things aren't made like they used to. Nope. And uh, we're getting into this place. I guess we're in our mind not really seeing where those things go. Yeah. We don't see, obviously the earth has a little bit of a trap door inside of it that we just kind of shove it uh, <laughs> into a little bit of a sinkhole and it just goes down into the magma and therefore is incinerated, right? Right, right. Or there's a Narnia closet in the earth's crust, right? It right. Just, that's poof. actually in, uh, I believe that's in Fresno, California. Okay, for good, Narnia's good, closet. good, yeah. great, great. Uh, but no, that that's my, my thing is, you know, with everything, everything that we, all this cool technology that we have, we're losing this concept of serviceability either a have a user service their, their own device. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you could, if you had a cracked iPhone screen, you could go up to a site like iFixit. They don't endorse us, nor do we get sponsorship from them, but I've used their services before. iFixit basically provided you the tools, the instructional videos and the parts to replace something as simple as a cracked screen. And nowadays, Chris, you had a device that has a crack in it that, belongs to the the fruit company yeah this is where i get my ptsd uh flashbacks about this a few a number of episodes back i lamented how i set a coffee cup down on my ipad pro 12 inch device only having it for two weeks and a nice little uh seagull wing uh, eagle wing crack on two sides separating from the point of impact uh was was of course sad yeah but to get it replaced on an Apple authorized hardware repair dealer is just about 40 bucks less than I paid for it. And that's, again, so you told me that the quote to replace your screen for that device is around 600 bucks. Yep. How much is an iPad Pro 12 brand new at the same spec that you have? Just about, well, I, I haven't checked prices today, but it's around six to $700. So again, that gets back to my same thing with my appliance where... Yep. I'm looking at these devices and it's, again, going back to like the, the documentary Consumed, where, well, if, if it's going to take that much to, to repair it, I might as well replace it. That's the natural progression that we think. Yep. Where did we, how did this happen? It, it used to be that if you had something broke, uh, you can get it fixed for a reasonable cost and get more life out of something. And now you're right. It's disposable. I blame the Swanson uh, TV dinner company. You have to fill me in. Okay, because Swanson TV Dinner Company, they made food so that you didn't have to prepare it. It was right there for you. It was convenient. It was uh, a little disposable, and it was something you could watch in front of the TV. Boom, heat it up. You could watch your evening uh, TV shows, and when you're done, throw it away. So the microwave killed the 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 repairable tech. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much. <laughs> so yes, um, I got a final. Uh, is this a rant bit that we're doing right now? No, I don't think it's a rant. I just think it's it's one of those things where you and I, we kind of just shake our head going, what are we doing? The, the final we, one I got, yes. What is society, society doing? Society, yes. Um, loud music in public meeting places. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, why is this still a thing? Why is it that we go to have a bite to eat? or to sip a cup of joe, or to shop for groceries, or to fill in the blank. And we are bombarded with a techno soundtrack that follows us from venue to venue. <laughs> in the 50s and 60s movies, in the golden age of Hollywood, you had quiet music playing in the background where you could hear the baritone 
uh, sounds of Bing Crosby, Cary Grant, Frank Sinatra, all the leading uh, actors, if, if you will. And you can have the conversations with the strings in the background. No, I'm not advocating classical music be played everywhere you go. But guess what? The decibel levels are hurting our voices because we're having to talk louder in order to be able to hear each other over the din of the public address speakers in the venue that we're at. Did you catch that? Um, I miss the opportunity. I seek out those places that do not have that type of audio disruption. Why do we continue to have the techno dance club experience in a coffee shop, which is completely counterintuitive when you're trying to perhaps have some quiet time, have a conversation, study, et cetera, et cetera. Are you with me? Do you, do you feel me? If you are, give us a shout out on Twitter at hashtag Beham. The M is for marvelous podcast. Let me know if you're with me, if you're tired of having the techno oons oons soundtrack being played everywhere we are. Why is this still a thing? I don't know. Well, that's a really good lead in for my final one. What is that, by the way? Why is Twitter still a thing? Hashtag, why is this still a thing? <laughs> well, outside, here in the United States, we've had a lot of turmoil with our social media. See previous episodes, especially since our United States elections. That aside, even before that whole thing happened, why is, why is it that we still see this influence of needing to have a hashtag or needing to document everything publicly on something that we qualify as a social network. Why? why? Like, I, I, gen, like, I genuinely don't understand. And then on top of that, this last year, Twitter decides and ups, or no, last year, sorry, this is 2018. Last year, Twitter ups their 100, their famous 140 characters to 200 and I don't remember because 280. 280 doubled it. Yep. Again, I, I, I think to myself, self, why am I using, what am I using Twitter for? Why do I have this? And if you're like me and you've had Twitter since the inception, where it used to be a micro blogging platform, I, when, when they didn't have a vowel between the, the, the last T and the R, it was Twitter, not Twitter. And it was a micro blogging platform because if you had small instances of a, a string of consciousness and you wanted to bring a discussion, that's what Twitter was trying to promise. And I think back then the the catchphrase or their slogan was, what are you up to right now? now yeah. That's kind of like, oh, I don't know, a status report as opposed to linking to articles. Right. It's it, it be, it's become this other thing. And, and I will also say the same thing to Facebook. But for this bit, I wanted to focus on specifically Twitter because in today's day and age of photo sharing and everything else that people do want to share, how is it? Well, Twitter's never been profitable to my to my understanding as a business. How How is it that Twitter is still a thing? I just, I don't... I don't understand so much so that I decided to use a tool called, uh, I believe it's Twitter tweet or delete my tweet or Twitter, Twitter delete. I can't remember. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes, but what you're able to do if you are as so bold is that you can use the Twitter API to give it your credentials and then you can specify to back delete everything you have on Twitter. I pushed the big red button, Chris. How do you feel after deleting some of your content? I didn't care. I didn't care. It's for somebody who's used a service uh, freely and used it for my graduate school research and to do it for connecting with people. 
I deleted everything up till the last 365 days. I kept one years of, of stuff, basically from today to one year from today of this recording. Were you able to uh, figure out how many like in quantity tweets that you I deleted had? some like 3,000 tweets. 3, if you look tweets. at my Twitter, I think I have less than 1,000 tweets on my, my Twitter, okay? And most of that are automated because whenever we create a show, I have our, our system just pump out a tweet. And that's what led me to think about this. How many people just use Twitter just as a, a, a board to just, you know, announce content like we do? We use it as basically a, uh, again, we stump our wares using the platform. I don't use it to connect very rarely unless somebody gives us a shout out. Like even for our show, I kind of, I don't even really acknowledge Twitter anymore. You know, I think you you raise a lot of great uh, points and it's just great to ponder some of these things every now and then because oftentimes our brains are bombarded with so many things beckoning our attention. And it's fun to take a look at why are these things still think. However, let's flip it on uh, on the other side of the coin. Why isn't this more of a thing? So let's talk about some stuff that should be more of a thing. Yeah. AJ, what should be more of a thing? So, so again, because the, the Bellingham podcast, we try to focus on things that are positive. It's so easy for any podcaster who spends thousands of dollars per episode to basically just take a show and rant. And that's not what we wanted. So to flip it on its head. So what would I want to be more of a thing? Well, one of the things that I'd, I'd love to see in the future to be a thing is more e-ink technology. This Elec- is electronic ink. electronic ink. This is something that we see in the Kindle. Uh, this is something that we see in other devices like uh, the, the, the phone, the light phone, the light phone. This is a technology that is low power. It is uh, ch- a lot more affordable to produce than uh, LCD technology. Uh, you can use it for a wide range of things. Now it, you, you can touch it like a touch screen. You, the, the battery consumption is nominal. There's a lot of positives to this. And we have in today's day and age where we consume so much text stuff. How is that not more a thing? Why are we still producing magazine after magazine? And I'm not, I'm not bashing the magazine. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been in those shoes, publications, you are the goods, but that type of technology, why isn't that in everybody's satchel as an EDC, as a, a device, an, uh, an infinite page notebook that has connectivity to Wi-Fi that can present to you in e-ink with batteries uh, that basically can last you a month on a charge? Why isn't that technology in our pockets and this color LCD display that distracts us while we drive, see previous uh, bit, why isn't e-ink more of a thing? That's a very good point. Um, I think a couple things of, about uh, what I was wanting to see why isn't this more of a thing and relates to society and culture just from the people side as opposed to the technological side. Um, why isn't genuineness and transparency among your quote unquote, do you see me doing air quotes right now, folks? Friends, why aren't we more genuine and transparent with those that we share our lives with, whether it be in person or online? Uh, I have a couple theories about it. It would be longer than a half hour episode. <laughs> but why don't you take some time and think about why aren't we more genuine and transparent with those that we are spending a whole lot of time with, whether it be in person to person, virtually, or in the workplace for that matter? AJ, what else should be more than a thing? My last thing is dealing with the same thing with society and culture. And it's what I hit on a little bit earlier, which is why isn't our mentality for things 
why isn't it longer than four years? We tend to look at things in four-year chunks. We look at college. It's four years. Presidential term. Presidential term. Devices. Most things, it's like we, we are blinded by the concept of planning for year five or year 10, unless you're a business owner or something like that. Like for most people, it's like we have this blinder on where it's like, okay, we can do four years. That's it. Why aren't we, if we were more future thinking just in general, you know, what would that look like for us? My rant about cars, maybe we'd be off the fence about hybrid versus petrol versus Mr. Fusion. Maybe if we had this concept of, of owning something for longer, heirloom technology, however you want to preface it, maybe we wouldn't be disposing so much, so often, so frequently. I just think, like, why can't we look forward more? I like having the, I like having the room to breathe in the conversation in a lot of ways. Uh, finally, why, why isn't this more of a thing? I'm curious why signing bonuses number one draft picks and multi-million dollar contracts are not applicable to teachers. And I'm looking at the K-12 school districts and I'm looking at higher ed in some cases. Mm -hmm. Why aren't these gargantuan salaries for these people that are spending way more than 40 hours a week educating our children whom I think we loved last time we checked? Mm -hmm. Let me check. Yeah, yes, yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't they getting boatloads of money being dumped on them saying, we support you, keep doing good work. We want to recruit the top talent. I don't think there are many people that would disagree with me on that, but of course, things happen. Sure. So uh, I'm just wondering why teachers, and there's plenty of other uh yeah. professions out there, but I'm just going to focus on teachers for a while. The sacrifice that they make for the love of teaching the upcoming generation as squarely as they are, uh, should be compensated at least 10 X in many ways. And I would love to see those signing bonuses for the, 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 the number one draft pick that we have coming up sometime soon, uh, in the national football league. Why don't we apply that to the upcoming academic school year? Wouldn't that be something, boys and girls? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. AJ, let's move on. Okay, so moving on. Self-care, going for the local beat here in uh, the city of subdued excitement. Uh, as things were warming up, and maybe you've listened to this show going, wow, you guys went totally in a different direction. Well, that's the show. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe hopefully this episode made you had uh, pause for thought, but also... As things are getting a little bit brighter, hopefully you're feeling a little happier. I mean, it can be quite dark and dreary in the uh, northwest of the northwest. So Chris and I have a couple of quick shout outs and ideas to help refresh yourself. Yes. Chris, what's your first one? Uh, As we are emerging from hibernation for what, the past six months, October, November, December, January, February, February, March, just about six months. uh, It's important as you're stretching your... Uh, limbs and kind of getting refreshed, it's important to get some self-care for your body. And for that, I equate that with a deep tissue massage. Hmm. Always feel good after getting an hour of deep tissue massage to get rid of that lactic acid buildup, to get rid of all those knots in the muscles. And there's plenty of great uh, 
venues and places around Bellingham and Whatcom County to get a massage. But one in particular that I've uh, been a fan of for the past 10 plus years is uh, Chapaz Massage over in Sycamore Square in Fairhaven, across the street from, or kitty corner from the old Fairhaven par- Pharmacy. Uh, and it's uh, across from Whiskey Burger, I believe, okay. uh, on, on, uh, right in the heart of downtown Fairhaven there. Uh, get, your, get your body rejuvenate a little bit. You've done a lot this winter season. You've fought through the cold. You've hacked your uh, lungs up, uh, coughing and sneezing and everything like that. Um, The next thing, of course, is to take care of your belly. And uh, what better place in town than my secret weapon, and perhaps yours if you're listening out there, Hana Teriyaki downtown on Holly Street, uh, just a little bit past uh, the, the main downtown corridor next to a motorcycle shop. You keep driving old, down. Old motorcycle old shop. Old motorcycle shop across the street from uh, Maritime Heritage Park, I believe, in, in, in some cases. So uh, such a great tasting uh, accumulation of teriyaki Somewhat healthy, I would imagine. Yes, let's call it healthy. Uh, and uh, quantities for such a, a reasonable price. Yeah, I take care of my body, getting a massage. I take care of my belly, getting some good food, and then I got to work off all of that uh, food that I've con- uh, consumed in Hana Teriyaki. And I go up to the Northridge Trails to exercise not looking at a screen, exercising my legs, exercising my ears to hear the quiet. That is uh, devoid of <laughs> and the soon to be cacophony of motorcycle exhausts. And I'm about ready to get on your bad side, AJ, as a, uh, you know, for the loud uh, exhaust engines that we have. And of course, the trucks that often have huge accelerations out Thank there. Thank you. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity hater when it comes to loud vehicles, noises. <laughs> loud ambience. But so many trails in Bellingham and Whatcom County. Yeah. Get out and go to one, whatever's near you. My wife and I enjoy the Northridge Trails up on Barkley Hill. Great place to walk a dog. Great place to look out, especially over the Alabama Bridge, to be able to go, <sighs> yes. AJ, where are a couple places? Where, what do you do to uh, take care of yourself? So my big exhale moment is I will take the north. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will drive uh, to North Bellingham, and then I will start heading towards the Mount Baker Highway, and I will, won't stop until I hit the top of Mount Baker. Uh, I have this ideology. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show, but I have this ideology whenever I get wound up, whether it's about uh, friends or family or society or politics or whatever. And I feel like I have just lost, I've gone bonkers a little bit. I just, I blitz, I go, I just go up to the mountains where again, it's quiet. You don't have service. So good luck trying to, you know, surf the Twitter and I get out of my, my truck and I'll, I'll have a Vista. Maybe I'll have a camera with me while I'm shoot I'm up there. I'll maybe I'll shoot some shots. But the one thing I love about going up to the mountains, wherever you're at, maybe you're not in Bellingham, but you're listening to this and you're going, Oh, I know where AJ is going with this. When you go up to the mountain and there's nobody around you, you just got nature and you've got a Vista and you have that deep sigh moment. You have this epiphany of <sighs> the mountain doesn't care. It does not. The mountain doesn't care about whether or not you're frustrated with Facebook. The mountain doesn't care whether you live or die. The mountain is always going to be a mountain. And it's nice to be able to put two feet on a solid rock that isn't going to move anytime soon unless it's a volcano. If so, run. But just have this exhale moment of, you know, if this mountain doesn't care, nor should I. 
And I come off that mountain and I feel refreshed. And usually I have to do that at least four times a year, <laughs> you know, just to get away and to get some headspace. You have a three month uh, latency between heading up on the mountain. I can, I can see how that would be the case. Some people might have a month where they have to get out for a while. Yeah. Great idea to head on up to a little bit of wilderness and a little bit of nature and to eliminate uh, urban technology and urban chaos. Bingo. Uh, I, if I'm not on top of a mountain, I'll, hit to the, I'll head to the seas and either hit up San Juan Island, Lope, uh, Lopez Island, or uh, even Whidbey Island. You can just drive across it. I like anything with mountains or, uh, or, or, or water. I mean, big shock. I've grown up in the Pacific Northwest all my life. But and you're in the right town for it with the, uh, the sea and the Yeah, the an mountains. hour and a half either direction and boom, I'm there. But right. the, so the, another place, if you really, if you have a passport and you're feeling a little adventurous, go way far north and hit the sea to sky highway, especially if you're a motorcyclist like this guy right here who doesn't have loud exhaust. Thank you. Uh, take the, uh, the sea to sky highway all the way up past um, uh, the sea to sky gondola. And it, it's, it's a gorgeous ride. Um, as the, the, the temperature gets better, uh, it's just, it's a ride that is like none other. And, uh, it's an, you can do it as an all day thing. It's a day trip type of a thing, but that's my thing is, uh, I like to get out and away. And especially if I'm out in the wilderness, I don't have the desire for, for technology, technological distractions because I'm just trying to find that grounding for my belly though. When I get back and all of my adventuring is said and done as a uh, conquistador, I took, uh, will get off at the Fairhaven exit and hit Magdalena's Crapery. Hi Magda. Well said. Uh, this is a great uh, way to wrap up the show about talking about how we can take care of ourselves. Hopefully you'll uh, give some of these a try if you haven't already. AJ, take us home. Hopefully we gave you some food for thought. And thank you again for listening to the Bellingham Podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Camry 103.3 FM. Low friggin' power. Low power here in Bellingham if you're in the area. Or you can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you love to listen to podcasts. From the City by the Sailor Sea, thank you so much again for listening. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Bell. Thanks again for listening to us on the Bellingham Podcast. We should call like 71 our therapy session. That's, it's kind of like uh, self-care, self-therapy. Yeah. yeah. We're kind of sitting on the couch. It's like, it all started when I was four years old. Mm-hmm.